This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hello and welcome back to the Stade Podcast and Ring RC. I'm Mr. Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. I'm Ian Wright. And we're here to discuss the recently departed Diego Armando Maradona. I mean, where do we even... Wow. Where do we begin? Where do we end? Well, I mean, before we get into that, I have to do the thing and say that this will be replacing the originally planned Thursday studio episode where we were going to talk about the Champions League. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday night, not long after the news came out. So we hope that everyone will kind of allow us to do this one just this week and then we'll return to normal on Monday. From our side, we really do whole episodes about people passing, actually. Mm, mm. The only other time we've ever done it, actually, was um, when Kobe passed and we yeah. did that episode about grief and legends and how mm. we how we apply our own grief to the losses of kind of sporting icons or icons in general. But this one felt pretty seismic and um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and um, right, he's come to join us because he was a big hero of yours, oh, right? You're right. I, like I, the, the amount of, um, I wouldn't say arguments because, you know, what Ronaldo and Messi are doing and Cruyff and I've got to get mentioned Pele, all the people, all the names that get thrown in, I, I've always stood by my opinion of Maradona was the best. And that's what it is, Wow, in my yeah. opinion. And I think the 70s is the first World Cup I ever saw in colour. And the thing with that one, why it was so amazing, it was because it was, you saw black guys in that colour, because I think it was the first time it was in colour, being lauded. And Pele was like, um, almost like, um, 
I, I don't even know what kind of figure. It was almost like not real. It's a superhero. And, yeah, kind of figure as a, as a black man playing. And yes, Pele was the one, because even my mum used to talk about him. Then I saw Cruyff. Do, and I saw Cruyff actually do the Cruyff turn. Um, and I thought, oh my God, he's amazing. Everybody's talking about Cruyff coming into this. And really what you saw from him was, was the Cruyff turn and Holland in that particular World Cup were amazing. And, um, you know, that first minute of the World Cup when he just went through and you think, oh my God, he's amazing. But Maradona, when I first saw him in 82, and I remember he got sent off. I remember being so disappointed because I was so excited about seeing him. Mm. And like, even when he was coming off, I think it was, I can't remember which. Tarantini. Tarantini, Tarantini. Yeah, He kind of grabbed his hair, grabbed his hair and pushed him off. And I remember thinking, God, I was really looking forward to seeing him. But then 86, mm. him going into that World Cup, everybody's saying that this is the guy that's going to do it. He's going to do it in this World Cup. And I remember what, I literally watched every single game of the World Cup. And you know, when you're watching somebody, you're literally watching like, I know that I'm watching something that is not, it's not of this world for me in the, in the way, because everything he's doing is fantasy for me. Mm. The way he was playing, he's one touch, everything about him. And he delivered, this is the point I'm taking so long to make, guys. No, it's great. No, it's great. Please. He delivered. And if you look at the World Cup from then to now, I remember they talked about Paolo Rossi in 82. You know, he got suspended. And in the end, he scored six goals. I think three in the, he scored towards the latter stages of the World Cup. And, yeah. and you know, but, Maradona from start to finish, right. even though they started pretty poorly in that World Cup, was just everything I expected him to be. Right. And well, more. Well, I want to pick this up actually, because I have been looking at Maradona's career and I think the run that he went on from 86, winning the World Cup, to 1990, ending with a defeat in the World Cup final to, mm. to West Germany, as they then were, that is maybe the greatest run in football history. And I don't think it will ever be topped because... In that period, what he won a UEFA Cup with Napoli, two Serie A, went to two World Cup finals and basically only left Napoli because he was exhausted of being in Naples and the intensity was too much. Yep, yep. And we don't really look at that. We look at like what greatness is and we said his career didn't last that long, but that four-year stretch at club and international level, the combined stretch, elevating two previously quite ordinary teams to astonishing yeah. heights, that mm. is like 10, 15 years of anyone else's career in terms of the intensity. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, and also I think looking at um, what he did in Naples is maybe as remarkable as what he did in Argentina because Argentina is like a World Cup, right? They weren't expected to win anything. It was kind of a gimme, but Naples, he goes there. He's the most expensive player in the world going to one of the poorest towns in the whole of mm. Italy, maybe the poorest town, the poorest city. Mm. And he's up against Milan, Juventus, up against the industrial North, the wealthy North. Mm. There's all that kind of like working class underdog. You know, Naples yeah. are kind of like, they're like the global South of, of Italy, right? Mm. Um, and there's all those connotations, the Mediterranean, uh, the, the African, the close to the, all of that stuff is there. Yeah. All of the, you know, you're the cholera, you're the cholera kids, all of that. Mm. Maradona steps into that and within a season lifts. beats everyone. 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 His domination of games was total to the point of suffocation. I think it was Brian Glanville said that, I'm not sure. But that mm. quote always stuck with me over the years. Suffocation. Can I just quickly, before you jump in, Rai, mm. just so as I could just throw this in, because while it's in there, you know, it has to come out with me because I'll forget. But I remember when Di Canio, playing with Di Canio at West Ham, and Di Canio used to say that all the players would wait until Maradona was warming up, then everybody just rushed out. 
and literally just to watch him warm up. Wow. Just to watch him warm up. And you know, when you see those videos of him warming up, done what he wanted, done, listening to the music that was playing in the stadium, just dancing, doing his shoulders, doing his stuff. But Matt, I don't even know. You see like players, we're talking about elite players at this moment yeah. will be absolutely devastated. That's the tribute, yeah. isn't it? That's the tribute, Ryan, isn't yeah. it? Well, I think that's the thing. I think it's like, it's of an era that, for example, I, I'm always really fascinated by when players arrive because timing is, is such a, such a, it's so crucial to how a player's legend or how anyone's legend plays out. I mm. think those people in different times, for example, may not be the people that we knew them as. And I think Maradona, so much of the beauty, if that's the right word about his sporting persona and his sporting legend was the fact that he existed in an era just as the game was going global in terms of audience. Mm. Like, so you could watch those international tournaments live on TV in colour, like you said, righty. Mm. Or you could start to watch international, uh, Italian football or various bits like that. But the rogue was still embraced at right. that point. Mm. Like raw talent still yeah. was king. Now, for example, I don't think that Maradona exists anymore. And that's why I think that, like, for example it's really interested that warm-up thing because, for example, players aren't allowed to go rogue and warm-up so much anymore. No, they're not like, no. they're not, it's all very, very kind of like, everything is meticulously planned. And that's obviously because the sport has increased in, in terms of preparation and science and all of this stuff to a level. But, I mean, let's get real. He was not a model athlete no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Means that that was probably why that time was kind of almost perfect for him because his career ending kind of coincided with a hyper-professionalization and, and increase in performance-based mm. stuff in the sport. What I'm saying by that is that I think that's the beauty about these kind of icons and legends, for example. It's like, like David Bowie, for example, or yes. Prince. It's like yeah. if, they were, if they were 17 now, would they still be the same Prince or David Bowie or people like that? You know, you just never know. You don't, so much of it is wrapped up in timing. And timing is something that fascinates me so much because it's absolutely crucial in terms of a legend being born. Mm. So you, you know, when you, when you see Messi's quote and he's saying, um, what's he say? He says he leaves us, but he does not leave us because Diego is eternal. Again, it just makes me feel like- Messi I'm, said that. Yeah. Messi's yeah. a poet, you know, but Messi comes out, when Messi, Messi talks- When he speaks, it, you, when he, it's mind amazing. Blowing. It's amazing. Some of the most beautiful tributes are going to come in the next few days from those players, I think. Diego and is I, eternal. He's Jeez. eternal. Yeah, he leaves us, but he's eternal. Wow. I think you're going to get as well the kind of stuff that will rise about stuff off the field. And of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you have to, when you deal with someone's legacy, yeah. you, you, can, you can kind of celebrate and also acknowledge and kind of criticize. The same thing happened with Kobe, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I think that in this podcast, I think I'd feel like we should say that like we're kind of coming out of purely from a football angle. Absolutely. And yeah. we and should. Like, and, and we should. And, that's and how just, I'd want to do just, it. And we're, just, and we're just kind of remembering stuff about him because I remember coming i mean so basically i was quite young around that time so i was about well I, I don't remember the 86 world cup at all i remember italia 90 but my most vivid early childhood memory of maradona is the goal in usa first oh. of all the, the way that it there was something super alien about the way that those usa the goals in america mm. His left foot on the edge of the box that went in top left hand corner. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And then the one that where he lets, he runs to the camera and you can actually hear him screaming on the mic. Yeah. I remember watching that being like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Like I've never seen anything with that combination of elements 
in a goal on that scale. In and the way the nets the, went all the way back as well. Yeah, the beauty. Yeah, yeah, it was a quick feet move. His left foot, bam, bam, and then and oh, the passion. Do you know right, 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 what you were saying yeah. before about like, the, the the dominating aspect of it? Like it felt like that spread into people's living rooms at times with Maradona because he was all consuming from as like a phenomenon point of view. I know that wasn't his nickname, but you know, Ryan. It's funny because watching that goal that he scored against Greece in the four 0 Mm. I actually had to re- I had to watch the replay three times to actually fully understand mm. what had happened with the passing movements because they're not they're not normal they're like they go in it's strange stra- oh, yeah it's the, the passing man. combinations are not on that normal. edge of the box there yeah, the, yeah. The, and then when he scores you're almost you're almost relieved for the defenders you're like this is, must be so mm. it's almost the relief when they finally score it's like my goodness we can rest at last like they <laughs> 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 and it, and it's him and there was a talk about him and Redondo sorry. A drink. Oh yeah. no. talk of oh my goodness. Maradona and Redondo combining in that World Cup in those first couple of games. And they beat they beat Nigeria 2-1 as well in the first couple of games. Batistuta was on fire. That Argentina team with Maradona in it was legitimately terrifying. Oh my gosh. Was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With Maradona, and it's the same. As I'd have to go back to Michael Jackson, 75th anniversary Motown. Yes, um, Billie the spin, Jean, the right? spin, yes. Right? That and Maradona's goal, I think, was it the first or the second goal? The second, yeah. Against Belgium, right? No one talks right? about it. No one talks about it. And the thing about it is, is that it's what he's given me in that moment. What I'm watching mm. is something that is just, it's, we're not going to see that again. Right. We're not going to see that particular, how that made me feel when he'd done that in, at Motown in front of Barry Gordy and everybody. And Maradona, what he was doing in 86, and the goal he scored when he just got it on the edge of the, edge of the, the Belgian box, wherever it was, and you saw all those players and the way he went past them danced. And then it was the balance. He didn't even fall over. Change mm. the direction, yeah. Remember when shot. he changed the direction, then yeah. he had the shot. It's and then unreal. He was, and it's one of those where people seem to just like not think about that goal and and what he did. Overshadowed by oh, the England goal. Overshadowed by the England goal. But the thing is, even, you see the thing is as well, as a finisher, the first goal, you know the first goal where someone put him in, I don't know who put him in, but the little dink finish with the outside of the left foot back yes. across to the, it Unreal. was just, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. It's even the way he goes past Shilton when yes. Terry Butcher and that, and then it's just the left foot just flicked it in there. Unreal. You know, it's like a free kick he scores against Napoli where he's literally in the box and he does a free kick. Oh, against Juve. Oh, oh, with yes, such a beautiful Juve. deft touch. You see the way yeah. his leg flips out. Yes. Yes, the, uh, the indirect, isn't it? Yes. And these are the things, when I watched him, like I remember watching him early days, Bucca Juniors, when he scored and he jumped up and you could see his stomach because his shirt rolled up. Mm. And it was just like that hair and the shirt. It was just like, you know something, he was somebody that just took me somewhere else. He was like a superhero as weird as that might sound he was just like a real life superhero when I watched him he never disappointed always delivered there's a thing with careers where some of the greatest players of all time still never have 
moments. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Mm. There are times when you watch football and you're like, I've just seen something. Yeah. Mm. And it's not always just something brilliant. It's like, no, I've seen something that's, you can kind of, and I always say this a little bit when people, when certain icons die, it kind of feels a little bit like the world gets shifted off its axis a bit. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel the same. Like I remember when Prince died, for example, when oh, Prince yeah. died, yeah. I was just like, the world's never going to be the same for me. Yeah. And I think that the, it's the same happened with Cruyff. And I think that this is the thing with Maradona. It's that there were things that you saw that some of the greatest players of all time would be lucky to get one of where yeah. you've, it's context, it's reaction, what he's actually done. It's like everything. Like one of my favorite goals, for example, is that is the goal against Verona, which we opened the, the show with because A, it's unbelievable the goal anyway, the one where, I don't know if you know that, where he kind of, he's on the left-hand side, the ball bounces down, he kind of chests it, he just looks up and left foot volleys it straight, straight over the keeper. Over the keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Napoli. Mm-hmm. And the, but the noise is like, holy shit. And then the reaction and the commentary and stuff like that, it's like, that's a moment. You yeah. know, like Messi's done some, like the last minute goal in the Classico in, in the Bernabeu. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm seeing... Oh, yeah. you're not entertained. Oh, you're not entertained. It's that moment when like, you're not just seeing sport in history, you're seeing history. Yeah. Yes. As it happens, yeah. Yeah. When you lose those people who are responsible for that, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit like emotional, but like... Do your stuff, man. That can be quite overwhelming, I think. But that's the thing. That's what greatness is, Ryan. That's, that's the thing though. People talk about greatness and I'm like, but that's literally what it is. You can't, you can't manufacture having your breath taken away. It's like grief. Awe is like grief. It's completely authentic. You can't fake it. When that crossfield pass gets hit to Messi and he controls it with his back to the defender and does keep ups with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have never seen that before and I'll never see it again. It's, mm-hmm. Or, you know, you watch like um, when um, Sam Press and Agassi had that incredible rally at the US Open and they tied all of Sampras's form back to that winning point, the backhand after like the 20 shot mm. rally. It's those moments. They're so sublime. Even if you're not a sports fan, even if you're not a football fan, someone can be walking past and go, I don't get football. You're like, okay, watch this for three minutes. And mm. they'll look and they'll be like, okay, now, I, now I get it. Is it, is it like, like, you know, the Pele, the Pele, the Pele miss. Uruguay, Uruguay. Yes. Yes. And, and, and as you're saying that, it's like the Cruyff turn. Yes. When I saw the Cruyff turn, I literally didn't even want to watch the rest of the game. Yes. I just wanted yes. to go downstairs and do the Cruyff turn. And it wasn't called a Cruyff turn, but literally when I went downstairs, all my mates in the block came downstairs as well. Oh my God, did you see that? We didn't even watch, I didn't even watch the rest of the game, 74, when we saw Cruyff. Because remember, we was watching that World Cup for Brazil when it was yeah. a terrible Brazil. Really bad. I, you know, when you say that, guys, about the moment, Ryan, it's absolutely bang on. It's like, it, it is. It is, isn't it? It's the Cruyff turn. It's, it's yeah. the Pele miss. It's those moments. You know those things where you have like these epic adverts and they're talking about humanity as a whole and it'll mm. have clips of uh, landing on the moon. Mm. Very few footballing moments would make it into those kind of highlight reels, but there are some. And sometimes yes. when you've seen them, you're like, fuck, that's one. Mm. Maybe they don't. And that, again, it may, it may sound a little bit over the top, but there was some stuff that Maradona did that you're like, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that in terms of yeah. everything together. Weirdly, maybe, maybe Messi is the kind of thing we get if Maradona comes through now or is like put into a hyper, you know, clean living. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Kind of 
professional environment from the age of 12. It's the new Terminator. It's the new Terminator. It's the newer Terminator. It's the next one. Can I say something as well? Like, Ryan, you said before, um, there's a couple things I want to say. The first thing, when you say that, like, it sounds over the top, it doesn't. You remember that bit in Star Wars and everyone goes, there's been a great disturbance in the Force. Yeah. Mm. And everyone knows exactly what they mean. Everyone knows what it means to have a Mm. kind of, like, throughout the universe as a resonance. Like, I Mm. feel that. It's like, when your favourite soap opera character dies, when, um, was it Henry dies in MASH or something? Mm. You, know, you remember in MASH when they die at the end of the series and you're like, you know how that felt. Like anyone that's, I'm an old man here. Am I going to have or, to put MASH contains MASH spoilers at the yeah. front of the podcast? <laughs> but the other thing I want to say, I, want, I do want to, I know we're talking about football. The one thing I want to say quick about Maradona off the, off the pitch and all the things that he was engaged in. There's a great mm-hmm. documentary about Asif Kapadia, Maradona. Yes. I want to yes. just mention that incredible segment, the bit where one of his best mates says, I would follow Diego to the end of the earth, but Maradona, for Maradona, I would not walk a single step. Wow. And I think that's what the guy meant. That's is one of his best mates basically saying, I totally understand that you had to create this persona, mm-hmm. but I can't engage with it. Diego is the joy. And when I, the reason I shared that video of him training and warming up is I feel like that's Diego. And when yeah. you see him coming back from, yeah. through the airport in Buenos Aires with the World Cup and you see the look of terror on his face, that's Diego. That's mm. the kid. That's the guy, the one that won the World Cup, but it's like yeah. he's still a, a human. Yeah. And the Maradona, the swagger, all the rest of it, the kind of the organized crime links. Yes. That's almost, he said, and he said, he said, if I hadn't created Maradona, I'd still be a working class kid and you'd never have heard of me. I'd be in the kind of, you know, I'd, I'd be back in the hood basically. And I think when appraising Maradona, I look at someone like LeBron James, for example, and he blows me away even more because you realize just how astonishing it is to withstand that level of adulation, it's not normal. Uh, it, know, make, it breaks people. That makes, yes, yeah, yes that makes it's broken many people. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. yeah, but I think it, it, broke, you know, it broke Maradona to a certain extent. Yeah, of it? course. Yeah, he said so. He said so. You yeah. know, he said. And, yeah. and then when you, when you do look at the, the documentary and what he had to go through, not only with the pressure of what he was doing while he was playing for Napoli and, and lifting that whole place, and then what he went through with the, with the World Cup. And it, honestly, that was like so intriguing to watch. but. Yeah. What he went through off the field and people, yeah. what they were doing with him off the field and the fact that he didn't have much choice of what was going on because he's almost like a slave to the, to the system he kind of got himself involved in. But like, yeah. Yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Of you know, course, yeah, like, of course. What, what I watched of it, I felt like, oh my God, you know when you speak to someone and say, listen, you've got, you got to move away from certain people. They're taking down a path you, you're not going to come back from. And because he is Maradona and he was great and he, was, he went down the path of them and he was still great and everything, but he just seemed to couldn't, you couldn't pull him back. But they run the town. The thing is, the problem is you can't say no. How can you? I was interviewing a, um, a successful musician. When those people start coming around you and the entourage start coming from the kind of like, you know, who've got pretty tough, like, you know, criminal elements or whatever, like, how do you keep away from that when you come through? Because they all want a piece of you. He said, the only way to do it is to go everywhere by yourself. The only way is to refuse all security in the very beginning of your career because a lot of people get into music and they have that entourage around them and they don't say no early on and it's very hard. And if you do it from the very beginning, eventually they kind of easy off, but it's really hard. And Maradona, there was just him in Naples. There was no way on earth he could stay at home and be a monk. That was a world he could not say no to. Mm, and it's so interesting. No. He was seven years in, in Naples and it was too intense that he had to leave. He wins a Serie A title you know, while wanting out in his final year. Mm-hmm. 
And the fact that it was all too intense, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Like it's incredible what he achieved. Compared to some of the all-time greats in world football, like he, he hasn't won a huge amount, but the context of what yeah, the stuff that exactly. he did win is kind of wild. Ryan, you know what it's like? It's like when people say that thing like, oh, I'd love to see Mourinho uh, managing Burnley. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Pep managing Southampton. And it was almost the equivalent of Maradona going there um, to yeah. a club of that st- and then winning the Premier League. It was like Brian Clough. He's like Brian Clough on the, yeah. on the pitch in terms of his transformational impact on the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, Napoli now are brilliant. So they've managed to sustain and kick on from there. And it's actually incredible because obviously Forrest has struggled for different reasons. But the fact that Napoli now are like, if they're not in the Champions League, you're almost a bit disappointed given how good they are, given the resources mm. behind them. He did that. I, I remember doing. Um, yeah. I remember doing ITV, the World Cup. Um, Brazil is in Brazil, and I was doing it with Carnivaro, and it was brilliant because he was somebody that, like I say, when I when I played against him, it was an education. It's almost like having fast forwarding my my striking role and being a striker a year in respect of what I learned playing against him. I played against him about four times. Then you take him to school though. The no, I, I scored a couple. It's a tour, <laughs> tournoi, I kind of eased off onto Chiro Ferrara. He couldn't catch me. I, I eased off onto Chiro Ferrara. But the thing is, I remember I was asking him about Maradona because he was youngster coming through at the time. I remember Zola was there as well. Yeah. And I remember ask, um, talking to Zola as well about him. And I remember Carnivaro, used, like, I remember he got, like he said he got manhandled, not by Maradona, by the other players for sly tackling Maradona. Wow. Wow. He got, he, he, they picked him up and said, wow. in, you know, Italian, can you imagine? What oh are you doing? God. What are you doing? <laughs> the golden <laughs> you goose. Know, you know? And like what he said, which made me just love Maradona even more, is that Maradona was saying, leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone. He's a youngster. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to find his way. Wow. Leave him. After that, Kanvaro said, yeah, of course. You realise the importance of this man to our football club. And when you speak to Zola, exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? It was, he was somebody that when you trained with, he helped you in abundance. He gave you everything, always possible to you, everything like this and that. But he was somebody that was, you can imagine what he was like, can't you? You can imagine that where he came from, you know, the upbringing he had and everything about him, you can imagine that he could totally understand everything that was going on in respect of people treating him like they say. He was like, right, a, right. Yeah. Like, like a god. He was like a god. There are a few players that have multiple shrines from multiple clubs in multiple parts of the world dedicated to them from, from different fan bases yeah. as well. It's unbelievable. You know? And it's like, I mean, I've never actually been to Naples, but everyone I know who has been there has just said that you can't, you it's, can't go it's too worship. far. It's like, yeah. It's, it's like, they, they, in fact, the only, the only, <laughs> this is a weird take, but actually I, I went to Milan a couple of times and the, the people who I was kind of there with uh, live in Milan. One of them was an Atalanta fan, actually. They were like, oh, we need to go to this, this sandwich shop. I can't remember the name of it. There's a, a Napoli fan in Milan who has like a little sandwich stall that is fully dedicated to like Maradona. Maradona. <laughs> you know, the thing, I was listening to Tim Vickery talking about I can't remember which one of the Argentinian kind of politicians or somebody high up, maybe, I don't know who he was, but he said that when Caesar was around, they used to have somebody. Oh, yes. 
Did you hear yes. that, Smooth Sir? All that glory would... is fleeting that walks next yes. to you. Yeah, yes. all glory is fleeting. Right. So they have somebody who follows him just to remind him that he's still mortal. The Victorious General, yeah. They have that person. All it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the Argentinian guy said the problem we're having and the problem that Maradona has is that we are not doing that with him. We're not mm. reminding him that he's still mortal. And um, it was really quite um, poignant simply because I tried to put, how can you put yourself in Maradona's shoes? Mm, I can't even think of being in Maradona's shoes. That's why his legacy and the conversation is going to be interesting because I think a society understands that we put too much at that person's plate. Mm. Like the adulation has consequences. Like the amount that you revere people and don't create spaces for them to be normal. Mm -hmm. That's also a problem. If you don't give people room to be human and live, I mean, I'm interested to hear from his teammates and be like, what kind of pressure did he take off you? There were so many times Maradona could have come out after games for Napoli and Argentina and been like, that player was terrible, that player was terrible, but he never did it. Mm. How often does Messi throw players under the bus? Mm -hmm. After the World Cup, when Argentina lost, Messi could have gone on about this player, that player, missed this, that chance. He never does it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You hear it in basketball, you hear it in football, across all sports, where in team sports, where the superstars do all this work to protect other players you don't and have to see how Messi hugs Ansu Fati to see that. Exactly. <laughs> he, but also, yeah, he, in ter- yeah, yeah, exactly. Ansu Fati. But also one other thing before we, um, we'll come back to you in a sec, sorry to, but just to finish this thought, mm. I wonder if there's an element of guilt attached to the way people look at Maradona now and he went off the rails because they didn't create the space for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should do. They should that be makes people sense. doing that. But he's yeah. an addict as well. This is the thing I think is going to get probably lost a lot in this is that when you get addiction to stuff like cocaine, it's, it's treated a little differently to a number of other drugs, I think. Mm. in terms of how people perceive you as an addict. Mm. Yes. This guy's an addict for most of his professional career, like from the 80s. Mm. Playing football to that level, cocaine is a shitty drug. It turns people into the worst versions of themselves. Yes. As well. Yes. And this isn't me kind of arguing a defense for some of the stuff that he's done, which I'm not going to get into on this, like we said. The same thing when we did, when we kind of acknowledged the problematic stuff with Kobe, when, when Kobe died. But I think that it's not something that should be forgotten here. There was a guy who was suffering from addiction for most of his adult life. And still, for me, right, still performed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At an astonishing level. Right, and and what what I would say to that, right, is that people are not perfect. You know, and and the thing is what I feel that people who have not seen Maradona play and they just see him on on like FIFA with his two watches because that guy knows what time it is. He's giving everyone the finger. Man's got two, giving people the finger. That's Maradona. That's the personality he is. And when you looked at the, the, the area in which he came from, I'm not trying to play no little violin or anything and say, oh, he's so sad. No, because he got out of that. But at the same time, he never lost the identity of what he is and what he's about. Mm. He's not perfect. And I'm not saying it's right. Of course it's not. I feel there's a danger of expecting too much from people. I also think there's a, it's a damning indictment on football. If you look at the fact that Maradona came on the scene 30 years after Pele entered the conversation about greatness and now has died before him. Mm. There's mm. such a tragedy in all of that. There is. He came into the world a long time after and left a long time before. That's, that's horrifying. And I think you look at Ronaldinho and the things that he's been through and look, we're accountable for our own problems and challenges, but there is also a pattern. There's a pattern in, in this turnover of wealth in football, in this fall from grace. And it happens so often to great players who go through and end up bankrupt that it's almost a systemic problem. Mm. And at that level, it becomes 
I just then I look more, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with some of the adulation and the uncritical nature of fandom, even during their careers, which some of those players will be grateful for some of those boundaries. And I say again, Maradona left Naples because it was too intense. It was too intense, mm. even with all the love, probably because of all the love. Can you imagine what his wife was going through? Oh my goodness. You see the mm. documentary and you're like, this is, these people almost, they have, a relationship has astonishing pressure, like pressure that no normal relationship can ever truly withstand. All right, so what is your favourite Diego Maradona goal? Who's, who are you asking? I'm asking you, Ian, right? All okay. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, a year ago, I never dreamt of doing that. Oh my goodness, yeah, you changed. <laughs> talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I be, I'll tell you what, it was obviously England World Cup. It's, I think that we, we don't choose that one because for me, I think it's the greatest goal of all time because it was on the highest platform in respects of football and stuff like that. So he scored a goal um, for Barcelona where he was running in from about 30 yards in and he just got to the edge of the box. And it's something that you just, you just do not see because he's running at speed. He's running at speed and then he chips the goalkeeper, mm. right? And the goalkeeper's in a position where it's, a, it's the kind of goal that just made every time I see it, it's as if I've just seen it because it's, it's, it's just genius because of the way Everything what comes with that goal, he's running at pace, he's slow. The goalkeeper is expecting a shot of venom. And then, bam, he just gets this beautiful left foot. Just, and, and the way it floats over the goalkeeper, you see certain goals and they feel beautiful. Yes. Do you understand? They yes, feel yes. beautiful. Mm. That was a beautiful goal, what he done, because it just made you feel, oh God, that was beautiful. That was great. That, for me, is, the, is, the, is one of the best goals I've seen him score. Amazing. Actually, that's kind of similar to one of my favourites. Like, I know I mentioned the one against Verona earlier, but one of my other ones is uh, in the Monumental against River Plate. Oh my God, 81. that one. Yes. Oh my God. And the chair. <laughs> when he sits the guy down. Yeah. Oh, mate. Just... And then he goes, and then he goes, and he still puts it in with his left foot. Is it Was that it one? Three, yeah. That, oh my goodness. That's horrible. That is but, horrible. Yeah, but you think, can I just say something just quickly before you go on? He was never somebody that um, done it on purpose, you know, like sit them down just to make them look, he'd done what he'd done because it was in the movement of what he was doing. Mm, yeah. That's what I loved about it. He never took a piss. You know, he scored what he scored because that's what came to him. I, I swear to God, you know, I, like I say, it's, I welled up. I welled up. And when I saw some of the goals, it just made me well up because we're talking about one of easily, the, one of the greatest footballs I've ever seen. It really makes me sad now. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm just getting sadder and sadder thinking about it. I think for mm -hmm. me, it was the Napoli against Milan when he goes through and chips the keeper. And it's just like this, it's not the most dramatic goal. And it, it's equal to one where he, I think he heads it over the keeper when the keeper comes off his line. I think those goals are my favourite, not because of the most spectacular, because it was that Milan team. You know, even greater mm. than the Juventus team, that Milan team with those three Dutchmen in any other era, 
that Milan team base just yeah. wins mm-hmm. four straight, three or four straight, but Maradona stops them. Like, and this is the thing. It's almost like Maradona winning those is the only, the only equivalent title victories when Atleti won in 2014 against Barca. Wow, that's but massive. Even, but even that Barca wasn't as good as that Milan. Like those are arguably, those Napoli titles against Milan in the 80s and to lesser extent Juventus are probably the greatest underdog league titles. Like Leicester, of course, Leicester just being... Is that, that's the Milan... Yeah, that That's the Milan that slapped Barcelona. Is that, it's not that Milan, is it? Oh my goodness. No, no, it was, it was the Milan of uh, 89-90, the one back-to-back oh European Cups. Yes. So yes. this Milan is winning back-to-back European Cups with Rijkaard, oh. Hullet and Van Basten. Oh well, Van Basten was coming slightly later at the end of that. But yeah, back-to-back European Cups. I think the Napoli goals were the ones, the, the Milan goals, sorry, my favourite ones for Maradona. But with him, one thing I want to say as well, with him, weirdly, it wasn't even the goals that got it. It was the moments. There's an amazing moment he's training in the mud. If you've yeah. seen it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he just keeps the ball up oh and it just God. bounce off his knee, his shoulder, his and everything. It's just covered in mud. It's though. just covered in mud and it, the ball. It's just, the ball is just like, whatever the ball does, yeah. it just brings it back. It, it, it was it's like, it reminded me of a pitch. Oh, like we used to, and it's like, you turn up and in yeah. 10 minutes, you're just like, what totally the fuck covered. is this pitch that we're yeah. I love like, that. I used Maradona. to love that. I used to love that, but that is one of the best bits of juggling. You know, you see it all the time on Instagram now, people juggling, doing what they're doing, but we're talking about the ball doing what it's doing, trying to get away. You know, it's like a spider with a fly. You're not Mm -hmm. getting away. Wherever the ball went, his knee just came out and popped it back to where it needed to be. His shoulder popped in, just kept the ball going. Bam, bam, bam. Then he ended up standing up and just, it was just like everything. That's just what I'm saying. Everything he done, it just made me think, I, that's amazing. I've got a Maradona story. I couldn't make it for this, but he came to our uni. He came to speak at the Oxford Union and there was that big, you know, it's that big hall. And you've got that kind of like ornate, like, you know, really fancy. And he comes to speak and they fly him in. He's there for an hour and he's cracking all these jokes, you know, tell, being like the kind of, you know, being Maradona, not Diego, but being Maradona. Mm. And at the very end, there's questions and someone goes, could you juggle anything? <clears throat> and he's like, well, most things, yeah. And someone throws him a golf ball. Oh. In the middle of the Oxford Union, he does 20 kick-ups just in cowboy bang, 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 bang. boots with a golf oh, ball, oh, gives it man. back. Place just goes wild. That's the Place goes wild. I love that. And, drop, and then drop the mic and walk off. Gang. Drop gang. the mic. So, you imagine that. 20, 20 kick-ups with a golf ball in cowboy wow. boots in the Oxford Union. Fuck this year, huh? Yeah. If to, to be honest, there's no other way to actually say anything about this year other than fuck you, 2020. Although, weirdly enough, I know, I know you say that... I, Sound, not trying to sound contrarian, but it's like 2016 when Bowie yeah. went and Cruyff oh went god. and Prince went. Oh god! And I had this moment of like, oh, this is so George sad. Michael, George right Michael at the end as well. And I had this moment. And I thought, actually, and not to say that you're not feeling this as well. I was like, I had that grief, and I was like, what they gave us and what they had to live, like 60 years of Maradona. I said that must have felt like a century in terms of the intensity. Mm-hmm. And then someone, Jed Dawson, shout out to Jed Dawson on Twitter, sent me a an extract from his book. And he said, actually, Maradona said, a year for me is like three or four years for anyone else. Wow. He must've felt like a tortoise when he died. Wow. There's a Galapagos turtle. So 200 years, you're just lying there. Yeah. You're like, you're, and you're like, the life is never going to end. And we talk about his life going fast. What if it went slow? What if it went every single- For him, inter- yeah, because yeah. he's living every minute, is it? So but also like the, slow every him. interaction with, a, with somebody oh, and they know that you're Maradona. Oh, and the way they engage with you, then you're having your family problems. You're contrasting that with like, he's got his challenges, family, Absolutely. but then you're a God to some people, you're a pariah to others yeah. and your soul is just torn apart. 
his heart gave up at 60. You check the marlometer of that heart. If a cardiologist mm. looks at that heart and doesn't know who it's from, and they say, how old was this person? Yeah. I bet they don't say 60. Yeah. But that's not a 60-year-old's heart. When you say it like that, Moose, it makes me feel very sad for him. Because as much as, um, like, adulation, you know, like for me, just, you know, you score goals and people love you and they say, oh, no, brilliant. But, like, to get it like how he gets it, like, yeah. we're looking at the phenomena. We're looking at Ronaldo, Portugal, Messi, yeah. Zidane. We're talking about them getting it on every, Michael Jordan, like what Michael Jordan got when you watched The Last Dance and that. I don't think you can, people can understand exactly what those people who have to live like that go through. No. And no. What, what, what is he thinking when he does get the moment? You know, the moment, what um, people take for granted where you can just be. Right. Mm. You know, because you know, as soon as you leave the room, whatever room it is, wherever you are, as soon as you leave, it's intense again. You know, I was saying before about like um, yeah. timing and eras. Mm. I wonder whether that that kind of adulation at that time is why it wasn't it wasn't the same as now, where you have some people didn't have twenty four seven coverage like people do now because of social media. So actually, maybe the impact of it back then, when you didn't have this extra stuff like technology wise, was probably more so. George Best, yeah, but when you're special, you're special, aren't you? What no, mate? <laughs> <laughs> listen to him. listen to him. There he goes again. He, there he is. <laughs> hey, no lies were told. Messi does so well to stay out. He's a ghost. Mm. He's a ghost. He literally is a ghost, isn't he? Yeah, mm. I think it's amazing. You've how been he to Barcelona, that. that hilltop. He lives up on that hilltop out the outside out of town, just above it all. A bit wow. like Caesar, actually. <laughs> That's what are you going to say? Thanos. I bet Messi walks around. I bet Messi. No, I bet Messi walks around in a toga with a laurel wreath on, like Caesar, when no one's around, just like just strolls about his yard. No, when Messi leaves football, he'll be like Thanos in his garden. Mm. He'll just sit in his garden, and you won't see him. And the thing mm. is, you can get you get the impression that Messi, because like obviously he is the like we say he's the third or fourth Terminator on from Maradona. Yeah. So he will be happy to be Thanos. Yes, mm. he will. Because he, underst- he, he gets it. He, Maradona is, came from where he came from. He done what he done. Well, I should say he did what he did. And that's how it's meant to be for him. That's how his comment was meant to blast. Messi, his comment blasted, but his comments coming to rest. Mm. He gave so much to so many. This is no, the thing. Exactly, and, he, man. and this is the thing. He gave so much to many, to so many. And the key thing to say in all assessments of his legacy, there'll be many and I welcome them. The one thing I want to say is this, I took from that documentary, which is shout out to Asif Kapadia again. When he described what the victory was, he didn't go, it's about me, me, me. He talked about the town. He talked mm. about the people. There was such a sense of social responsibility in bringing happiness. There was such a sense of where Naples was at that point in history, mm. where Argentina was, where Buenos Aires was. He always located his victory, his success in the wider context. Mm. This is why I think he was special because some athletes go out there and they talk and you're like, hang on a minute, this athlete's just, they just care about numbers or their own trophies. Yeah. Maradona talked about footballing success on the field as a form of social advancement and progress, yeah. as a positive way to talk about Naples. You're from Naples, go there and be proud. You're from Argentina, go out there and be proud. That to me is astonishingly powerful. Yeah. I just hope that, um, yeah, everyone's all right. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thoughts with his absolutely. family, yeah, friends. With his family, Let people absolutely. grieve their heroes. Yeah, there were three days yeah. of mourning in Argentina. That says it all. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ray. It's a pleasure, man. I'm on Stadio, man. 
The <laughs> <laughs> big thing for me. Honestly, a special one. I'm really pleased that you have. I'm so privileged. Thank you, guys. Oh, uh, it's a joy to have you here. A joy to have you here. We hope everyone's staying safe and well, looking after mm-hmm. each other, looking after yourselves. Yeah, thanks for letting us do this. And sorry to those who have clubs in the Champions League that we didn't talk about, but we thought maybe this would be a better thing to do this Thursday. We'll be back on Monday with normal service. Anything to add, Musa Kwanga? Just sit with the grief and remember, I think, what this person gave at his best. He took an art form enjoyed by billions, played by so many, to a level that we've never seen before and we may never see his like again. Um, I want to say this very quickly. There was, there was this extraterrestrial object that passed through the solar system and was never seen again. Not an orbit, it just came and it went, right? It came as quickly as it went. And I feel like Maradona was like that. Mm-hmm. He arrived and he left and it was, it was a joy to have him illuminate the sky for the time that he did. We're playing out on something a little different this episode and we'll be back on Monday.